Welcome to the Degenerates Clubhouse, a place for less than distinguished gentlemen to discuss nonsense and fuck all tomfoolery. With your hosts Aaron and Armando. Honestly, who's going to listen to this? What a couple of stupid fucking cunts. Welcome to episode 104. It's been a minute, huh? <laughs> uh, and, and we will get into that because Armando caught COVID. Yeah, so the... The same weekend we had discussed about possibly doing like a Halloween, like a pre-episode thing, like literally the Saturday before that, the, let me look at a calendar real quick, the 22nd, yeah, the 22nd of uh, of October, I started feeling ill. And well, well, hold on, hold on. All right. I, I would like to do a, f- a formal review of COVID, <laughs> okay. right? Like, like it's a restaurant, you know, and, and like most exclusive restaurants, it did start in New York. New Yorkers got first crack at it. And now it's, it's sort of spread. It's finally made its way to the Midwest. So it's, it's a not so exclusive club anymore. It's more like the TGI Fridays of viruses at this point. Uh, you know, so, so do you have any idea at what locale you were able to first sample COVID? Where, where did you pick this virus up? So... <clears throat> I did the whole like retracing my steps where I possibly could have gotten it. And my best guesstimation is that I got it during the week prior to that, which was the weekend or the week of sometime during the week of October 17th through 21st um, out and about with customers. And I think I got it from a customer. I don't think I got it from anywhere in particular. I think I got it from because I'm in outside sales. So, uh, you know, I'm basically in front of people all day, every day, and it's different people. I'm going from place to place to place. And and why I came to the conclusion that I got it from a customer was the, the week when I had COVID, I was kind of calling in, or I was getting, I was still getting calls and emails and texts from customers, and I'd respond by like, hey, I can't make it. I've been out with COVID. And one of these customers was like, oh, yeah, I just had COVID a little bit ago. I'm like, oh, and you were like, huh, and who I, is the overweight one that coughed in my face? Crazy. I had seen put him. put it together. I had seen him like two or three times during the course of that week. So I'm like, oh, yeah, that guy. Like, like I, I must have. The only other places I've gone out where there was like I was in front of people in public was um, that, that Thursday. I went out to the brewery with a couple coworkers. And obviously in, at a brewery, there's going to be other people, coworkers. But nobody, none of my coworkers have had any kind of symptom or anything at all since then. So it had to have been exclusively me while, again, while visiting customers. So that's how I, I got it. All right, so so picked it up most likely at the workplace. It is tricky with COVID because it has such a long incubation period. It's mm-hmm. like you never know exactly where you got it unless you you can contact trace. But do you get any? Do you get a COVID bonus from that customer? He's like, yeah, I'm gonna throw a little extra in because I and fucking you, got you sick. For you know it. what's funny is that that customer's a, a relatively new customer, mm-hmm. and um, it's probably not gonna pan out to like a ton of business. You know, even if I got everything out of them in the course of a year, it's like, well, I, I, I do it because you're COVID brothers now. He's no loyalty there. No, he'll give us business. And okay. I think I, 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 will, I will, I will say this. I will give, I will get all of his business as long as I, you know, don't screw up service and do a good job of taking care of him. My problem is even if I got all of it, a hundred percent of his business, it's still not going to amount to. Like COVID, your business. COVID, your business. I would rather have not gotten COVID. Let's put it that way. All right. Well, so let's let's get into that. For, so so as far as the appetizer, 
you know, just the, the, the early symptoms, aka the appetizer. Because I think with most sicknesses, there's that initial period where you still don't feel too bad, uh-huh. but you're like, uh-oh, something is wrong. Was that the case with COVID for you? So so I think I, we, you and I have been talking about how even prior to me getting COVID, like I was getting headaches for a while pretty bad. Mm-hmm. And, then you, and then I was telling you about how I was like feeling like lethargic and all that. But you gave me some pills and everything. So I don't know if Guy, that... Because they were dick pills, dude. <laughs> <laughs> they work really well if you're feeling lethargic. I don't know if that contributed to my immunity being lower. And that's another thing is... I haven't been sick, cold, cough, flu, fever, any kind of sickness at all, um, aside from slight congestion, for for like the last three, maybe four years. I had not gotten sick, not once, nothing, not, not a sniffle, mm. not a anything. Um, got it, I, got it. Subtly <clears throat> blaming it on well, no, ginseng. So, Continue. So, so check this out. I also haven't gone for a jog since I've picked up um, Dum Dum over there, uh, uh, Violet. And that was uh, whatever that Labor Day or Memorial Day weekend, the first weekend in September, because mm-hmm. she's too small to go on long, you know, jogs or you know. So I haven't gone for my usual daily, weekly jog. I think that all that contributed to my immunities just generally being not the same, and um, obviously, and being sailed in front of all these people. I think that's what what uh, made it easier for me to get COVID. Also, it's like a highly, highly transmissible virus. That's kind of its thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I've been doing my my best to not like shake hands and all that stuff. Obviously, I don't I don't hug anybody, you know. So no rim jobs, no, no rim jobs, no yeah. no smoochies, none of that. So like at at best, maybe I I shook some people's hands. Wait, here wait, hold there. on. Was that the order you had been going in? Rim job, then smoochie. No, rim job, then handshake, and then oh. smoochie. Okay. That's better. He said, as long as you have the handshake in between, yeah, yeah, just yeah. to space it out. Come on, we gotta it's like the be, five second roll. You gotta be courteous. Okay. All right. right. Sorry, I got worried there. So, what were the what when when you first started to think, oh, I might have something? What what were the symptoms like? What tipped you off? So, um, the twenty second, that Saturday night, I was supposed to go out to one of my customers who's a like a, in a barbecue competition team. They were having an event. And I made my way, it was in Westminster. I made my way out there and I kind of walked around the area. Didn't find them, didn't spend a whole lot of time. I was like, yeah, I'm just going to go back home. I got my truck. And and literally like when I got back into my apartment, I started feeling a little kind of like not, I, I, I didn't know what it was, but I felt a little bit not well, like not like off for sure. Something was wrong. And then it wasn't until Saturday morning when I woke up, I was like, oh fuck, I'm sick. Like I have a cough. Mm. sore throat headaches wouldn't go away i would pop you know a bunch of ibuprofen and it might it might have helped for maybe an hour or two and then the headaches would come back again and it was just and then for the you know for that first week i went through like every just about every symptom but not okay so now we're in the main course yeah yeah we moved on from appetizer to main course so yeah what was what was the main course i went through just about every a symptom that that you know it's classified with covid minus the the loss of taste and smell, like I still had that, like I would eat soups and put a little Tabasco or whatever, and I could feel the heat and all that. So flavor, taste, smell, all that didn't go away, but it was like one day I'd have chills, next day I'd be fine. One day I'd have body aches, next day I'd be fine. Uh, sore throat would come and go, you know, every other day, um, sneezing, coughing, like a dry cough, mucus phlegm, the whole, all that. And 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 what's what's lingered since is 
Um, we talked about a little bit about the brain fog thing. Like for mm-hmm. sure, the the thought clarity, short term memory stuff. Like that that that's that, and um, also just it doesn't take a whole lot of physical exertion. And then I come back and kind of like rest or lay down or whatever. And now I'm fucking wiped. I'm like wiped. I'm wiped out. So the energy stuff hasn't really come back. And the brain fog stuff is a hundred percent still. I had to give up. <clears throat> so even though I was sick, that whole first week didn't go to work at all. The second week I didn't go to, to work Monday and Tuesday. And that second week I had to do like a, we had like this book, presentation thing on these books we're supposed to read for work and I, like i'm responsible for like reviewing like half the book on one of these books we're reading and i took you, down really good you, notes you guys had a book report yeah essentially okay and and in anticipation of this and then knowing i had covid i was like well i can do this stuff via zoom which we did and it was fine um but i had it i wanted to take really good notes as what i was reading so that when i had to review it in front of all these guys i didn't sound like i was talking about out of my ass and even though I had the notes in front of me, like just following the notes kind of sucked. Um, I felt like, you know, that scene in uh, movies that old school when Will Ferrell goes up to the podium and he gives this fucking elaborate debate and he's all over. He, he blacks out. He blacks out. I felt like that. Like when I did this whole thing for in front of the company and I apologized beforehand and afterwards I was like, look, if anything I said, say sounds completely full of shit. Just please forgive me. I, I I'm recovering from this COVID thing, and I have all this thought stuff. Is and even having conversations with customers is like, like I gotta give them a little forewarning. Like, hey man, I'm not all up. Like I'm not all here right now. I'm I'm, I'm doing the best I could. So they've been understanding. Of course, some of these other customers are like, oh fuck, you had COVID. Stay away from me. Like, <laughs> yeah, don't worry. I'm not. I wear my mask every day. You mm-hmm. know, when I was at work and in front of customers and. So, so out of all the symptoms, what was the worst for you? Honestly, I would say it's um, <clears throat> what the most worrisome for me is the brain fog stuff. Because mm-hmm. the body aches and all that stuff, like when you have a normal cold or, or a fever, all that, you have that. Everything I had was like that, but just intensified more. It was it was probably like the worst, for worst cough I've ever had or worst body ache. Like I would, one night I slept on my bed. And woke up with body aches. I go, fuck, well, let me try sleeping on the couch. And then more, next morning, body aches. It was just kind of like nothing I would do. It felt like I worked out like I got into a car accident or something. And just, it would hurt. And, but all that stuff, all that stuff is stuff you could probably get. Like no normal fever, cough, cold, all that well, flu. Well, it sounds like it was like a really bad flu. It just lasted a lot longer. Lasted a lot longer. The one thing that's new to me that, um, you know, when you're, when you... Like in the past, when I've gotten a cough, like a real severe cough or cold, and I would take like uh, what's that Nyquil? You know, you wake up in the morning, you're kind of foggy in the morning for like the first hour or two, and then you. I mean, that's normal for me, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah, but but I like I have that. It's it's most severe in the mornings, even still, but then even during the day, like it's still kind of like my thought clarity and all that is not not the best. Like it's it's for sure. I feel I feel dumber. <laughs> I don't I don't remember <clears throat> little details here and there and and like I said little things like giving it like giving a presentation being in front of people is like I'm not myself, you know. I'm not but anyway, I'm I'm plugging away. It's it I'm I have all the whatever lingering things of that, but it's not like those first 2 3 days were the worst, but ever since it's like eh. yeah, that that was uh one of the things I remember thinking, because there was, 
that strong, like, oh, whatever, pussy, it's just the flu. Like, shut the fuck up. And I was like, what are you talking about? The flu sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to be sick for a week. Yeah. I mean. It, it is the flu, uh, but it is like a little more severe version of the, like, all the symptoms you would have with a normal flu, fever, all that, it's, they're a little, they're a sl- couple degrees more. Well, um, well the other the other part with, I think the flu, it's it's a pretty regular experience like most people you know it's it it sucks like you have the body aches everything two three days you're better mm-hmm. and with covid it seems like it's really across the board for different people like yeah. some people have it way worse i mean some people barely have any symptoms at all and then you know there's motherfuckers dying out there so it's like all over the place it sounds like yours was a, a pretty you you were, you were more in the majority of, I, I what had, most people um, experience, it sounds like. I think I had two or three other coworkers that have had COVID like months prior. I'm not talking about any time recently. These are like two, three months go plus, right? So I couldn't have gotten it from them. But the COVID symptoms they had, like they'd have them on the weekend and then bounce back and we're back to work on Monday or Tuesday. Like maybe they may have missed one or two days. Like whereas mm-hmm. I was like, and, and it was it was a it was a twofold thing. So I feel like my whatever I got was worse, but it was also because my Role's responsibilities are different than these other guys that got it. Like their jobs are to go into the shop and build hoses and they're, they're doing more physical stuff. Not so much like having to focus like the, the, mm-hmm. sometimes I got to get in front of a computer and type up an order or whatever. That's the, the extent of it. Whereas my job is to be in front of be people, be presentable, like kind of, you know, be sociable. And when you don't have the thought or, or much less the physical, like a capability to do that, like even faking it, like I just it wasn't. I couldn't perform my job. I couldn't. Uh, oh, this this is somewhat inspired me to go get the booster shot. I still haven't gotten it. My, I think my parents, because they're old. Yeah. Well, people get first crack, so they'd already gotten it. I think probably before you already got sick. But like it was somewhere after because we we had talked because that same. Well, you you came down with it uh, on a Saturday. The the following day on Sunday, I also felt like shit. And yeah, I was like, yeah. oh no, um, I, I I still don't know what was going on with me. Like yeah. the my shit was like I would I felt just really tired and weak, uh-huh. and but I felt otherwise okay. And then when I got up out of bed and I was trying to like work standing up, I started feeling really really dizzy and nauseous, and I just had to get in bed and it went away. Yeah, and then I'm like, oh fuck, I because I, I thought, oh, we probably just both got it at the same place. Yeah. Took the rapid test, it, you know, came back negative, and then the next day I felt 100 percent like nothing had happened. So I still don't know what that was, but I'm probably gonna get a booster shot because I, what you just described did not sound enjoyable at all, and I would like to just completely skip that. I don't, I don't fucking have a week, two weeks to get sick. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, uh, fortunately, like, I, there's a good degree of of my job where I could theoretically do some of it remotely again i have a lot of customers i i don't want to say trained but i have a lot of customers who are like hey if you need some you can text me you can call me leave me a voicemail email me like i don't need to be in front of them to get some of the business so some of them were like texting me like hey i need the, giving the, them the little, little reach around the yeah and uh metaphorically and uh and so what i would do is just take those orders and then just email my guys on the inside and they would take care of it so there's there's a small amount that can be done remotely mm. but that kind of in front of somebody going to pay a visit to somebody like hey i heard you had this problem with xyz like that kind of resolving 
situations, I couldn't do any of that. I'd be like, hey, you know what? Let me see if I can send one of my guys into your location to figure something. And, and, and I think they were able to do some of it, but not 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 do all my job, really. Um, and then, so all that <clears throat> being said, you know, having a fucking puppy, Violet, because um, she needs attention. She needs to be going for a walk. She needs to exert her energy, and I couldn't do any of that. So I would take her, like, literally, like, right outside the stoop here, let her relieve herself. We didn't go on any walks at all. And so as far as like her, like getting her energy out, like, I'm like, I'm sorry. I, I, I can't help you. I can't, I can't walk up and down the street. And we had a couple of days of snow and rain and shit. Yes, and it was like, did. I was like, I, I can't, we can't, you're not sorry. You know? Yeah. I was thinking of offering to, to board her for a few days just when you're in the thick of it. Yeah. Uh, and I, but see, that was the thing. I extended a blanket. Hey, like, let me know if you need anything. Uh, by a text, and I was like, mm, put it out there. Walking Violet would be encompassed in anything, but I also feel like people say that shit when they're not serious. Like, yeah. the, oh, you know, you just let me know if you need anything, but I'm also not going to do it if you ask me. So, yeah, I didn't. Well, for one, like, I didn't really like, I think if you got COVID, you're young enough and you're healthy enough where you'd probably have like something similar to what me, what I had at worst, right? But I didn't want to get anywhere near your folks. They're a little bit older. And I, even though they got the vaccines, like, it doesn't mean that they're not going to get it. Like, you, you can be vaccine boosted up and you can still get COVID. We, we, we could have exchanged Violet like it was a prisoner exchange yeah. where <laughs> you're, you're holding her, you send her across. Yeah, yeah. Through a fucking I, rope or some shit, like, in jail. I, I wheel over some, like, soups and stuff. And you're like, all right. <laughs> there was... um one or two days where, like, I need to get some groceries from King Super. So what I did was, you can actually order your stuff online and mm -hmm. then, like, three hours later go and pick it up. And so I would do that. I did that twice just to get, like, medicines and soups and shit. And I'd go to the thing and I was wearing my mask when the guy brought my stuff. I was like, hey, man, like, just, if you want to just leave it there, like, I don't want to get you sick. I, I, I know I have COVID. You know, please make sure to wash your hands and all that shit after you're done with me here. Then we, there was no physical, none of that stuff between... Myself and the people that helped me at Co at uh, King Super, but um, but still, I was like, I was really as shitty as I felt. I was like really more mindful. Like, I don't want to get anybody else sick. I don't want to get any coworker sick. I don't want to get any customer sick. I don't want to get you or your family sick. I even looked up like, can dogs get COVID nineteen? And apparently, there yeah. is. Well, no, <laughs> they can get coronavirus, but they can't get coronavirus nineteen. Like there there are forms of COVID that they can get, but not the not the ones we not the current. Yeah, they're not, they're, and they're not transmitting anything to humans or anything like that. Yeah, so, so yeah, I was looking at that. I was like, I fucking hope I don't get this dumb fucking puppy sick too. You know, unfortunately, she's, she's fine. She's her usual fucking spoiled brat ass self. That's her right there, whimpering because she wants attention. Crazy, a puppy wanting attention, unheard of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> quick, quick. Let's let's transition out of COVID. Okay. It's kind of kind of bumming me out now, Mondo. <laughs> yeah, no, trust me. Well, because because the uh, here's the other part, and, and I've said this to you a couple times. At some point, we will all get COVID. Yeah. So I'm like, ah, oh, that really did not sound fun at all. That fucking sucks. Like, ah, I'm gonna have to get that eventually. Yeah. The here what something you gotta kind of consider is like you know you can f go through the motions of feeling as shitty as I did. Not that it's any. You have your folks there to kind of you know help 
nurse you like within 50 feet, right? Like it, I would, there's no way in hell, this is how I am. There's no way in hell I would have put you or your folks out of your way. Like, Hey, can you come deliver some food to me? Like I, there's no, there's no way in hell I would have asked for something like, or Hey, go get groceries for me. You know, there's no way I would have ever, ever done that. But at least you have your folks kind of there. And- well, I just hope when I when I do get it eventually, the house is built, so I don't have to be in the same. I, I don't want my folks there when I get it. That or or that or if you do get it, that you're one of those that like can bounce back within a day or two. And I mean, you'll feel symptoms, but you'll be back. Maybe in, maybe know. maybe not. Maybe my immune system is just top shelf. <laughs> you got a little dude, weak bitch ass immune system. I do. I do. That's why. That's why I mentioned that I. You know my. Immunities are not my immunities are not what they were when I was. Maybe the the pills that I gave you are actually the secret cure for COVID, <laughs> and I'm just gonna take them and it's just gonna. No, I even, probably not. I so even probably my, not. I my I, my boss. I told my boss, hey, I took a test. I got COVID. He's like, oh shit. So he was kind of bummed that I didn't make it to work. He's like, hey, my wife told me to take these things, and they're an immunity booster. Blah blah blah. So I've been taking this thing called L-lysine mm-hmm. that's supposed to be an immunity booster. I've been taking that shit, 1,000 milligrams a day. I've been taking the pills you've given me, which are a, a number of things. So, yeah, that's not really for immunity, but, but you know, it's it gives you a little energy. energy. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. I've been taking, I have like eight pills, like all supplements, none, none of them are prescribed things. Um, but just, I've been, just, just to, Okay, just for clarification, because I was joking about it being dick pills. Uh-huh. Do not have dick pills. Putting that out there, what I what I gave you, it was the main ingredients in it are are just ginseng, maca, rodelia, Spanish fly, and uh, wait, what's the last one? I think, I think it was I think three. It was, I think it was it. Yeah, it was it was maca. It's just like a root that actually it probably does help with it probably does help with your <laughs> blood flow. So you know what? Maybe maybe in a little bit of a, a way, mild, a mild. Dip it pill. is a dip pill, but also rodelia, which is kind of a mood energy booster and then uh yeah just ginseng just caffeine so anyhow anyhow quick actually quick, transition quick, t- quick tangent not quite even a transition because that reminded me you were talking about going to king supers because uh, i i did want to i did want to tell you about this like i had a late night run to king supers to pick up some medicine you know i walk there's there's the the aisle in the king supers closest to me that's you know it's got all the leave and tylenol and throat sprays and this and that and the other right yeah and like when I turned down, I'm like, I see there. There's actually like a pretty cute girl at the, the far end, and I'm, you know, you, you clock that, you notice that. Or you're like someone even mildly attractive at King Supers at Ooh. eleven at night. You're like, oh, that's different. I mm-hmm. haven't seen that. But I mean, if that was Walmart, you'd be like, who, who is this? What is going on? Attracted people at Walmart late at night is not a thing. King Supers, it happens sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I didn't think twice about it, and I go to get my medication, and then. I hear like, oh, like that's that's a nice sweatshirt, uh, and I look up. It's, it's that girl. I'm like, okay, <laughs> like it's like two weird things. Someone like semi attractive in King Supers, and now she is talking to me. But I'm like, Ooh. whatever. I'm like, oh, thank you. And she's like, yeah, yeah. It's, I really like that color. I was like, oh, okay, thanks. The 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 second. You know, part where she followed up that she liked the color. It was, by the way, I wrote, it was the same sweatshirt. So it also made me think of it. Now, for a second, I'm like, is she hitting on me? And I was like, (laughs) no. Okay, because first of all, she was probably like late 20s. So I'm like, that doesn't seem right. And two, I I think there are some guys who's like, 
a woman gave me even the slightest, tiniest bit of attention, that means they're hitting on me and like they love me. And I'm, I'm like, it's probably just some lady like waiting for something and she's just trying to be nice, right? Yeah. So then, and I just say, okay, oh, thanks. I, yeah, like I like the color too. And then she kind of like walks away for a second and then like doubles back and and goes, where, where would you get a sweatshirt that color? And now I'm like, what the fuck is, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> I see what, I mean, no, no, no. Before, I could pass it off as being nice, but now she's like trying to engage in a conversation. And I just told her it was from Sierra. She's like, oh, what is that story? I don't, and she's like talking to me. So here's the thing. I'm definitely a little bit flattered because we, we transitioned to, oh, I think she's being nice. I'm like, no, she's definitely hitting on me. But thing two, I was standing right in like the upset stomach section of that aisle. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I'm like staring, like looking for a specific medication while she's trying to talk to me. And I'm just like, lady, like you got to read the room here. <laughs> Yeah, you're look you're looking for like what the fuck? You're looking for shit to like fucking make you poo yourself. You're looking for laxatives and she's like, uh What it was it wasn't even I wasn't even looking for laxatives. It was like I just like my stomach really hurt. Like I had like an upset stomach mm. that night. So I was I think I was looking for like Pepto Bismol or something like mm. that, just to try to calm my stomach down. And she and she's trying to have a conversation uh with me about well, I don't think it was really about Sierra, but that was what she was asking and I was like Okay, did like, you did you get her phone number? No, uh, I, I, there there for multiple reasons. I I know I was just not into it. Plus, like I said, she was like late twenties at at best. So? Might have been mid twenties. Like no, ten years not that bad. No, I, it's not even that bad. I just no 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 twenty year olds. I I uh no thank you. I once dated a girl <clears throat> that was like. I want to say either seven and a half or eight and a half years younger. And that was like the biggest gap between me and a, a girl. And there was for sure a little bit of a maturity gap, but uh -huh. for the most part, you put your pee in the vagina and it's all good. Nah, man. If it's, if you're like separated by two generations, that's too much. Okay. Cause, right. cause I get te technically I, I am a millennial, but I definitely relate a lot closer to Gen Z or mm -hmm. sorry, Gen X. Yeah. And then she would have been Gen Z. I'm like, no, nah, I can't. <laughs> Leave me out of this. Leave me out of this. I want to get my poopy medication and get out of here. Boo. <laughs> I would have at least asked for her. Or given you, I would have given you'd her have, my number is what I would have. You'd have given her COVID is what you'd have done. I would have given her COVID and then give her the D. You'd have given her the C, then the D? Yeah. In that order? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, you know what? Speaking of, of the D. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Fire transition. Speaking of hot D. Oh, Mondo, uh, you, that's what that's what you do, yeah. right? Hot D, H O T D. So so yeah, there's there's the hot D <laughs> that Mondo would have given this twenty year old apparently, uh, allegedly he says, uh, and then there's also the television show House of the Dragon, aka Hot D. So I've I've caught up on both Hot D and Andor. Mm -hmm. uh, Andor is a Star Wars property. Uh, hot D is like a. I don't even think you'd call it a prequel, but it is it is in the Game of Thrones world hundreds of years before. We talked about House of the Dragon a little bit. Yeah. So do you want to start with that, or do you, you want to just jump right into Andor? Uh, it's up to you. You lead the way, bro, because I, like I said, my, my brain's... I'm operating on half half a brain cell. I mean, this brain. seems pretty normal to me, this interaction <laughs> so far. You. Eat shit. I mean, no, but it really does. I'm not. I'm you not trying. I'm not trying to talk shit. You don't. You don't seem that out of it compared to 
uh, normal. Let's let us start then with Andor, and we can circle back to Hot D. Sure, because we did we did already review it. So Andor is a prequel to Rogue One. Rogue One is a prequel to Star Wars Episode Four, the last uh, or whatever. The the very original first ever 1970 so, Star Wars movie. So 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 hold on. Hold okay. On. Just just for people who are not familiar with Star Wars, there there were three movies that came out, you know, the original trilogy of Star Wars movies in the 70s. It blew everyone's mind because there was special effects were next level. And then uh George Lucas was like, what if I just ruin all that in like the <laughs> 2000s by making a CGI monstrosity before we even are really good at CGI? And like the plot was terrible. The acting was really bad. I, 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 a part of me thinks that they thought that like kind of like bad campy dialogue was a feature and not a bug of the original Star Wars but they tried to I could see the writers like trying to write shitty dialogue like the original trilogy. And in the original trilogy, it's like, ah, eh, it's the 70s and it was so innovative. And also you had actors like Harrison Ford who could take a shitty line of dialogue and actually make it sound good. Yeah. Fucking what was the who's Lando Calrissian? Billy was that Billy? Billy D. Williams. Yeah. That Billy D. Williams can make any piece of shit line sound smooth as fuck. Yeah. He's a fucking slick black dude. But they didn't. They didn't quite. I mean, they had like Hayden Christensen and and uh, I don't even. Frank, I think Liam Neeson was fine. I don't think Ewan McGregor was good in the. I think he was good in the. In Natalie Portman's a hottie, so I, forgiveness. You know, I don't. This is my personal opinion. I don't think they were good in the prequels. Anyhow, so these these movies though took it took place years and years before the original trilogy, as far as the timeline wise, and then. A lot of Star Wars properties, shows, movies, and things like that have been filling in things that happened in between them. Yeah. And then there's been a few that have happened after. Yes. So th- this whole Star Wars timeline has not even come close to any sort of continuity. They're just jumping in and out of the timeline. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the events in Andor happened at before the original trilogy, after the prequel t- trilogy... And before star- the Rogue One, Ro- Rogue One, <laughs> Rogue One, the whole Rogue One movie was like, let's let's see if we can just explain away this really weird plot hole. In, yeah, in the it was it was a giant retcon to how they got the plans for the Death Star and how they blew it up. And a lot of some some people some people really really loved Rogue One. I thought it was good because it was a little bit grittier. Than the original Star Wars movie, they showed a little bit more of the the wars in Star Wars. There were actual like full on battles. You saw some people getting murdered. There's like you know everything didn't turn out all right necessarily. A lot of deaths. So, but I I also <laughs> had some issues with Andor. Maybe I'm a little bit harder with of a Andor or Rogue One. Sorry, with Rogue One. Thank you, thank you for the correction. Um, because for this is this is again this is me. Personally, I didn't find most of the char- characters in Rogue One particularly engaging. The one who I thought was most interesting, Saw Gerrera, played by Forrest Whitaker, mm-hmm. gets like killed immediately for a reason that makes no sense. Well, right. They don't explain it well, very well. well but it wasn't even – it was like – they're like, your base is going to get blown up. And he was like – and they're like, come on. You can run away with all of us. And he's mm-hmm. like, No. 
And they're like, why? He's like, because. And they're like, oh, okay. And then they just, he could have <laughs> left. There was no feasible reason. Same thing. A lot to me, a lot of the character, the way the characters acted, didn't make sense. Yeah. Well, do you remember what the name of the the lead was? Was it Jane? Jane Ur- Urso. Urso. Yeah. They they set her up as this sort of like, sort of hardened, cynical. She doesn't trust anybody. And then like on a dime, she's like, "Guys, hope we have to <laughs> we have to do all these things because of hope." And we're gonna. And it's like, what the fuck? Well, where did this come from? Yeah. Didn't make any sense to me. So I I appreciated. Rogue One in terms of them trying a different tone for Star Wars, but I had still had a lot of the same issues with Rogue One. So I I almost did not watch Andor because I knew this this was supposed to be leading up to the events of Rogue One. I'm like, dude, I didn't really like Rogue One that much. I you know, I've I really appreciate what the original Star Wars trilogy did for filmmaking, but to me, I've never been that into Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I'm like uh, it's like wizards in space and campy dialogue, and th- and then it just became like weird CGI. And I'm like, I was definitely I ca- I canceled my Disney Plus cons- subscription. I'm like, fuck this shit. There's been too many shows on Disney Plus where I like the first few episodes, and then again, from my perspective, the quality just falls off a cliff. No to Andor for me. And fortunately, our our friends in Mother Russia, uh, despite um, <laughs> destabilizing the global economy, uh, run run a, a website that shall not be named, on which I was able to watch some of Andor, and I was like, "Holy fucking shit! How is this show this good?" Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a far cry from most of what Disney. So when when George Lucas and Lucas Lucasfilm was its own thing, mm-hmm. it. It kind of, with the exception of episode one, two, three, you know, Phantom Menace, all that bullshit. It kind of did not. It didn't play to little kids. It was. It was a world. It was a sci-fi world. I would say, geared towards the age group of let's just say fourteen to thirty-year-olds. Right? There's like a gap of like it's. It's kind of more mature. It's you're 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 suspending belief. It's sci-fi. It's it's space. It's all this weird shit. But then when Disney. Got a hold of mm-hmm. um, George Lucas and, and, and um, Star Wars universe. It really Disneyfied everything. It want it was it was intended to it sell became, toys. It became even more cartoonish, right? Because the, the original trilogy at times very cartoonish. Yeah, yeah. The 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 uh, sorry, what's the what's the third one? It's the Empire Strikes Back and then Return of the Jedi is the third one. I yes, think. yes, yes. A New Hope, Empire Strikes Four, Five, Six. Yep. In Return of the Jedi. There's fucking Muppet bears fighting what Ewoks. is supposed to be yeah. deadly. Like the stormtroopers are supposed to be like the deadly elite soldiers, and there's these little these little like midget Muppet bears killing them with like sticks and stuff. And the stormtroopers are like ah, and, and it's it's a constant joke that stormtroopers can't aim. Yeah, and again, it's supposed to be they're supposed to be like this like elite, terrifying military force, and they can't fucking shoot straight. So there were some cartoonish elements even in the original. Sure. And, and then I 100% agree with you. Disney was like, oh, oh, wait, you you liked cartoonish childish shit? Hold on. Yeah, it, it, almost, <laughs> it almost felt like plot and, and, and structure and writing was a back burner to the marketing stuff. What can what character can we can introduce? What kind of cutesy character can we introduce so we can sell a ton of these toys? Like we're going to 
brand some stuff like you know there's a whole baby yoda thing there's a, a number of things that they did in episode one two three and some of these other star wars where it's like oh okay yeah they have to throw in that cute little fucking character and they're just to fucking sell something yeah it's it, it's like it's like they had a meeting and they were like wait no so why are we putting this character in a place that doesn't make sense and they're and then they're, the screenwriter's like Oh, because it will make you lots of money in merchandise. And you're like, oh, money? Yeah. I love money. Why didn't you? You should have led with that. Perfect. And it's like, yeah, yeah. We'll just have them go pew, pew, pew. And then lightsaber. <laughs> and then, you know, plot plot out. Well, what else do we need? And they're like, that's a great point. There, there was never the, the most um, intricate character development in any of the Star Wars. Uh, you, from the From the... Original trilogy all the way through. There's some I've heard some of the cartoons were good, but I haven't seen them. But sorry, just get, to get back to your point, we, we just just sort of speaking about the tone. Mm-hmm. This is very, very, very different. E- even to me from from uh, Rogue One, the the tone of Andor started out very gritty, mm-hmm. um, and. You know, I remember when we, we were reviewing Obi-Wan, I was sort of saying, like, ah, it was kind of nice that they tried to show, uh, you know, when, when he was, there was, there was this, this kind of seedier part of, of uh, like, uh, of a town that he was going into. And I'm like, I was like, that's ah, nice that they showed something that wasn't completely clean and everything in Star Wars. And then I saw Andrew, I'm like, holy shit. Like, this is, this is like that surface level, like people in squalor, it, it gets gritty and then sort of works its way to legitimately dark. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh fuck, they just did that? Yeah. I don't think you need to have that tone. Like I, I could completely enjoy a Star Wars property that w- was even more aimed for kids if the writing and the characters and the plot and all that stuff was good. Like I don't think, I don't think you need to have a, a dark sort of serious story to have it have good characters and plot but i've just never seen that in star wars yeah so and i was i was really super to me a lot of what we're seeing just tonally in andor feels actually kind of similar to like house of the dragon in a way there's a lot of like political maneuvering mm-hmm. and there are those like oh fuck that's fucked up kind of moments definitely not one to one uh no 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 incest <laughs> As of yet in an Andor, although I guess a little bit in the original trilogy, just a, t- <laughs> just a little brother and sister. Eh, they didn't bone. No, because I mean, oh, and speaking of which, is are, is is this the first panty shot in all the all of Star Wars we've ever seen? I don't remember a panty shot. I, I will not soon forget that panty shot. Uh, there, there's a a character named B- uh, Bix Colleen. She just goes on a late night booty call in Andor. And it is it is brief, but yeah, there's there's hmm. there's there are panties. I'm forgetting it. Anyway, I'm like I was like, holy shit! I mean, they actually they actually like get down. They have like booty calls. What if in they Andor. took? What if what if instead of Disney having bought the Star Wars universe, what if like HBO took the Star Wars? It would have been like more, way more bucking, <laughs> way more like they would have thrown incest and shit in there just to make it like spicier. There's, there would have been vampires involved somehow. I don't know how, but well, I think you're right because because like I, I said, incest was like lightly hinted at. Yeah, in the original trilogy, and I don't know this for a fact, Mondo, but I don't I don't have to know it for a fact. I am gonna guarantee with 100 percent certainty that out there there are many 
incestual Leia and Luke fanfics. Oh yeah, there's, uh-huh. there there is a portion. I'm sure there's porns out there where Leia and Luke bang. There's a, there's a probably a, a larger than we would like to admit portion of the Star Wars community that ships Leia and Luke, and they would have been all about it if HBO just went down that track. So maybe maybe it's good that HBO didn't get a hold of Star Wars. But I, frankly, I'm shocked that Disney like signed off on this. This does not feel like a Disney anything I've ever seen. Mm. So, so on that note, let's let's transition just from the tone to talk about the characters a little bit because that's okay. another thing. I think I, I feel like almost everybody agrees who who are the best characters in the original Star Wars. In the original Star Wars in the trilogy, yeah. Well, you got Luke, Han, Leia, and Chewbacca. Probably those four. Well, that's like all okay. You just named all the main characters, but yeah. I I think I think most people's favorite character. Uh, is Han Solo probably, and then there's some weirdos that like Darth Vader or Darth Vader. Yeah, but the thing about that is they're the only two characters that really had any development. Darth Vader's like only for a second at the end. He mostly is just creepy with heavy breathing. But like Han Solo, actually, you know, he he's the I'm only out for myself. I'm just trying to make money. I don't. Want, and then he like actually does have a little bit of an arc. But frequently in Star Wars, either the characters are just very flat and one dimensional. And then when they do have a character change, it feels like a little bit out of nowhere. I mean, like I remember in the prequels in particular, uh, there is Anakin Skywalker who becomes Darth Vader. And there was a point where I think the writers were like, like, wow, we need Padme who's played by Natalie Portman to fall in love with him. And I remember watching him like, wait, why are they in love? Like, I don't, where the fuck did this come from? Like, wasn't he the little kid yeah. in the other one? So she's like, oh, I remember you as this little kid, and now, now we're boning. Like, I, yeah. it was very confusing, uh, not well-earned, whereas I think every character we've seen has these arcs that are on in Andor. So so are, are any of the Andor characters particularly interesting to you? Are there any of them that have arcs that you are sort of invested in? So obviously, there's the main guy, Cassian Andor. You're, mm-hmm. you, you want you know what's going to happen, but you're still kind of following along, like how he, his trajectory, how he gets to it. But I'm also intrigued by, um, believe it or not, some of the villain characters or like the people that are part of the Empire. Like the I, I'm forgetting their names, but some of those characters are like, holy shit! Like I I want to know what's going on with this fucking guy. I, I think these, and this is saying a lot because Darth Vader is just absolutely iconic. These are some of the best villains. I've seen, I mean, really in, in anything because you almost like root for them in a weird way. Right. Yeah. And they're kind of like nuanced and they have their weird, the weird quirks. So, so I think probably the two you're thinking of is there's Cyril who he starts as like this, uh, very like sort of straight laced uptight, uh, officer. In, yeah. Cyr- in... Cyril and Dedra Miro. Well, and so, so I was talking about Cyril. So he, he starts as this officer in like this private security company that the empire has has been sort of hiring to overlook some of these outer planets. This might sound weird. There was a specific moment I remember getting hyped about the show Andor. And it was very early on. It was this so so like a murder of two of these security guards takes place propagated by Cassian Andor the the titular character. Mm-hmm. And the first time we meet Cyril it's like he's meeting with like the head of this security firm. And he stayed up all night trying to like work things out about these these two guys getting murdered, 
you know, the, the head of security comments of this. He's like, oh, you've, you've been very busy, haven't you? He's like, yes, up all night. If something like this um, doesn't, oh, I'm trying to think how he said it. It was like something like, if something like this doesn't warrant my full attention, I'm not fit to wear the uniform. And then there's like this pause and the head security guy's like, have you made alterations to your uniform? And Cyril's like, he like straightens up and he gets a little uncomfortable. He's like, maybe just a little bit of, piping around the pockets and some light tailoring. <laughs> like, that was such a great line. Cause I, you, do you remember from like high school English class, your, your teacher being like, show, not tell. Right. No, you don't even remember that. No, no, maybe we had better, we had better education. Hey, um, real coast. quick. We're 45 minutes in just FYI. No, we cool. want to cover house of dragons too. So just FYI. We're not, we just talked about Andor. Okay. But any, like that one little bit I thought was such good writing. That little detail. Because yeah. it tells you everything you need to know about that human, character. It also humanizes like the guy that's supposed to be the bad guy. It, it gives them a little bit of levity, a little bit like, oh, okay, they're not, not, the, the stormtroopers, the Empire, they're not all like bad villains. I want to kill all the Jedis. They're, they're, they're human. They're just fucking people in uniforms, well, you know? Well, and from his perspective... Like, what he's doing makes complete sense. Like, he doesn't know all the ins and outs, and he's like, two, two of my coworkers are murdered. I'm being told to, to forget about this. And you you get the sense of, like, he he's really got to stick up his ass, but he's, he's also kind of trying too hard. And, like, that one moment when um, he's, he's talking about doing light tailoring to his uniform, it just told everything. And, and then Deidre, what, what did you like about her character? What I like about her is that just like anybody trying, like if you're a corporate, like I, I often, uh, similarities with like the empire and like this corporate America, right? And in corporate America, you kind of want to impress your bosses. You're, 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 you're trying to do everything by the book, but sometimes when you want to get ahead, you kind of got to, you kind of got to fudge the, and I wouldn't say fudge the numbers, but you kind of got to do some stuff that maybe is unlike you to to climb over somebody or or you know so there's a lot of compromising situations where it's like okay she's doing some shit she's not supposed to but she's well meaning and she also wants to climb the ranks of that kind of that corporate you know the empire structure so i saw a lot of like like devious quote like borderline devious activity and and it's like like she she means well she means she wants to do well by the empire but like how she does some of the stuff is like ah uh. well i i feel like actually up until like the very last episode we were like oh like that came out we're like oh, that's this is not forgivable most of what she's doing isn't like she's actually working within their guidelines even mm -hmm. like she's just finding creative routes around you know around through their and you're right it's it's apparently giant fascist uh empires have a lot of paperwork and bureaucracy yeah and she's like finding ways through the bureaucracy or bureaucracy that is sort of ruffling feathers um because they're they're all very like it, it you're right it does it does feel it's like no you this is my little area you can't don't fuck with my stuff and it, you know people are very territorial but it's like yeah you are kind of rooting for her and one of the things to me that is very different about her to a lesser extent cyril uh the the um did, did you catch that her her boss was also a Game of Thrones alum? Quite Kyburn, yeah. It was Kyburn, yeah. Yep. All, all of them, though, highly competent. Yep. Like, that's not something we're used to seeing from Star Wars villains. Yeah. Like, except for 
except for the Star Wars villains that really don't talk, you know, like the like Boba Fett, the bounty hunters, and yeah, that kind and, of thing. But most of most of the Empire, they're sort of like bumbling idiots. Yeah, and these these people are like, oh fuck, like they're they're <laughs> they're they're tracking them down with ruthless efficiency. They're like getting confessions. They're you know figuring out how to stage death so it looks like you know. To, to portray a picture that will be advantageous for them. Like, holy fuck. Like, this empire is terrifying. Yeah. One of, one of the other moments, too, which, I mean, I thought I thought this was spoke to both the, the sort of tension and the vibe and the filmmaking. There is one shot where some of the main characters are freaking out because just a single TIE fighter is flying overhead. Mm-hmm. And if you, like, feel it in your spine, you're like, ah. <laughs> But I mean, we're used to all these other movies. Like Tie Fighters are just like little tiny things to be destroyed. Yeah, it's like one pilot's destroying like a hundred of them. Yeah, and so it it really was a different take. Um, were there any other characters? So you like you like the villains? The, the two villains that you mentioned, obviously Cassian Andor, and I'm gonna hold on. Give me two seconds to f- find her her name. It might be that Bix kick chick that you're talking about, and only because she's fucking hot. Yeah, see. that was Bix Colleen. Okay, yeah, yeah, she's. She looks Hispanic looking. She's got she's full figured. Yep, Adria Arjona is the actress playing basically. Not so much because of her character development, so to speak, but because she's a fucking hottie. I'm like ah yeah. Every time she's in the scene, I'm like yeah. Like she's like a Latina. Like she 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 is next. Le- Sorry, Natalie Portman. No offense, man. Oh yeah. But she is next level hot. Yeah. For Star Wars. Uh-huh. Uh, for sure. And and. Yeah, young Carrie Fisher with the bikini. I mean, you you know you, she, she, Carrie Fisher rocked that bikini to the best of her abilities, but still, still does not help hold a candle to that actress. And Ammon, though, I will say this: there, I thought there have been many, many incredible acting performances through this entire show. Uh, up until the the most recent episode, I would have not counted her among the incredible acting performances. Um, but there, there's, this, I don't want to give too much away, but there's a scene where she's getting tortured and like, she just has to express what's going on, like purely through her facial features. And I don't know about you, but I like, I felt that I was like, I mean, I could, I could feel like my whole stomach, like clenching up, just watching her react. So I was like, wow, good, good job. You're not there purely as eye candy. Yeah. Um, obviously anytime they cast, anytime they cast a character, with a like blockbuster A-list actor, I'm like, oh, this person's going to be an interesting character. Let's pay attention to him specifically. There's the actor Stellan Skarsgård who's in it, who plays Luthen Rael. Excellent, um, fantastic actor. Um, and then there's one other. Well, well um, the, the one who who has just been stealing the show in the last couple episodes was Andy Serkis. That's who I was. I was trying to find his name. I couldn't think of his name. It's like he's in it, and you're like, the character he plays is is not really like a. F- a central nope. f- full f- like he's but it's like hmm Andy Circus has been in so many other things and he's always a pretty big character um Gollum Gollum most recently Caesar and Planet of the Apes <laughs> well no most recently also in um Black Panther Bat- yeah. no in Batman he plays um oh I haven't seen that yet he plays uh um the butler guy Alfred Alfred yeah I didn't know that yeah so he, you're like you're like Andy Serkis is a is a is a top notch, very good character actor, and he's in this playing like this kind of shitty minor role. Like, there's gonna be something bigger 
with him for sure. I think I don't know some some major plot development things going to happen with uh, revolving around any circus. They're kind of hinting at it already a little bit. So anytime you see these big actors, you're like, hmm, something's going on. Something. Uh, one one of one of the there, Star Wars, you know, as as much as I have I've uh, bagged on the writing and dialogue, Star Wars has had some very iconic lines, mm-hmm. and might be getting ahead of myself, but I think Andy Serkis may have have delivered one of the most hyped lines I've ever seen in Star Wars, and it was just a simple. It was it was the main character asking him how many guards are on each level. He's like never more than twelve or something. And like people went fucking nuts when they heard it because that line was so well set up and earned. Where like when he finally tells the guy, you're like, "Fucking go, Andy Circus, let's go!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that, yeah, without giving away plot, it's like you're you're unsure of where his character's loyalties are, kind of, sort of like. And then he's when he like you said when he delivers a line, you're like, "Okay, all right." That kind of hints at to where you're you're gearing towards at least. Yeah, well, because just in, in uh, the the format of the show so far, it's I think twelve episodes total, but it's been in these like little three episode mini arcs, where like the first arc is Cassian gets mixed up in this murder and he has to get out of his off his planet, and then the next mini arc is is actually sort of like a heist sort of arc, and then the the, the arc that they're on now is this prison arc where he is he he uh, he is stuck in a prison where Andy Circus is both his supervisor but also an inmate. Mm-hmm. In these three episodes, Andy Circus has had this like full character arc where he's changing. You see all the shit he's wrestling with. In three episodes, he's had a more fulfilling arc than I think like main characters in most Star Wars movies. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to think if there are any other characters that I especially liked. Uh, I you know what? I do I do I do like Cyril. Um, you, you mentioned him before. Yeah, just something about the scenes with his 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 mother. Oh my god, that shit drives. It reminds. Well, I shouldn't say this, but it reminds me of certain things with me and my mom, and I'm like, you fucking. You know, so I, that's when I root for him. <laughs> um, he, I don't know if she's supposed to be Italian, Italian or Jewish, but she really has this like, and apparently, apparently, <laughs> the Mexican. Both. But like to me, it was like this like East Coast mother vibe of like you know that whole thing of like oh well, you could have been a doctor like that kind of she's just never uh, supporting him. She wants she has a very specific idea of what he, she should do with her life, and she's just all up in his business. The part, the part, the part where. <laughs> Because like he fucks up this character, the 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 one with the uh, custom tailoring and piping in his pockets, fucks up bad early on. Mm-hmm. Thinks he's ruined his life, and he has to move back in with his mother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you really feel for me. Like I don't care how bad of a villain you are. I feel terrible. You have to move back in with your mother, and she's just constantly giving him shit. And there's this, this mm-hmm. one part, this one part where like he has to confront her because she's been searching his room. <laughs> Like I don't, I don't care. I don't care if you massacred an entire alien race, Cyril. You do not deserve this. <laughs> uh, we're about fifty-five minutes in, FYI. Yeah, I'm gonna wrap it up soon with this. I think, I think the last part I do want to get into. So, I, it, it's tough. There's so many good actors. There's so many good performances we haven't even like touched on. Yeah, but- I, 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 I applaud Disney for. And Lucasfilm or whoever for backing off on the Disneyfication of shit mm-hmm. and just letting this be like a good story, 
a good like and if you would have not seen Rogue One, if you didn't if you didn't know anything about any Star Wars stuff at all period and just watched this series, you'd be very invested in the characters, the writing, the plot stuff, like it's just Oh, yeah, you don't have to know any there, there and there's there's very little Star Warsy stuff in yeah. this to be honest. There's no so far We haven't seen a Jedi, we haven't seen no a Stormtrooper. Yeah. I mean very few aliens. Yeah. The, the two things I would like to wrap it up on one, I think the filmmaking on this show has been really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I, I think it's been a notch above both like the Mandalorian and definitely Obi Wan. I don't know. I like I like Mandalorian. I like Mandalorian more than Obi Wan. So, so here, no, I'm, I'm talking just purely the filmmaking. And okay. This this is one of the things I made I think it made a huge difference. Both Obi Wan, I forget the name of the technology, but Obi Wan and the Mandalorian really revol- uh, relied on this these these. Um, there's instead of using green screens, like they use these giant, like I think they're, I don't know if they're LED, but like these giant screens as backdrops where you can just project whatever scenery you want and everything. And Mandalorian did a better job with it, but Obi Wan in particular, it felt like to me very cartoonish. Okay, like the worlds didn't really feel real. Whereas Mandalorian, who whoever did set scouting did an amazing job because these are f- all filmed in real locations. Mm-hmm. Like there's no CGI. They're like, they have ac- actual towns or actual, you know, I'm, there's definitely some, some um, like CGI enhanced parts of them. But I, I thought just from a filmmaking perspective, it felt very, very real. Like these felt like real places. Um, you get to see Coruscant feels like an actual city, not just like big computer generated yeah. mumbo jumbo. And then, and then the last thing, all that said, uh, I, you know, I think I think so far the plot in Andor has been solid. Mm-hmm. I, I think of all the stuff we talked about when it comes to like acting, character. You know, plot's probably the least important as long as as long as it's something that just doesn't like break the whole film because it doesn't make sense. Yeah, uh, which I think has happened in other Star Wars properties. I, I kind of want to see how how many seasons they plan on doing Andor, right? Like, I don't know if it's going to be a one-and-done season or multiple seasons, but I, I would I would they, really... They started filming season two. So I, I really want to see... Like, after I watch all these Andor seasons, I'm going to go back and watch Rogue One, but not until after all that, because by then you'll be invested so much more in Cassian mm-hmm. and all the other characters and all the stuff that they got to get to the Rogue One film. Because the Rogue One film, I enjoyed it, but I think all this stuff will just kind of... I think it'll pay off more. It'll make the movie probably more rewarding. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see. It, it also, honestly, I, I think if this show can keep up the quality, you might watch the show and then get to Rogue One and be like, eh. Cause it could, yeah. It I, could. So far, I think this has been so much better than Rogue One. We'll see. Um, and, and again, that's just kind of going, they have not been overly complex. Like the plot's actually been pretty simple thus far. It's been like, oh, he's got to get out of town because he got yeah. mixed up in some trouble. But everything it, everything about it, like, makes sense. The way the characters react, like, the way... It all works within that world, which, you know, again, that was one of the first things I said. I didn't think Rogue One did well. Like, there were character actions that just didn't make sense. And then each each arc, to me, has has made sense. Like, the 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 obstacles that they come up against are like well set up. There's like a, a setup and then there's a payoff and like, you know, um, you know, we, we reviewed the bear earlier. Uh, one of the, one of the actors from the bear 
is in this and he becomes an obstacle. And you're oh, like, yeah, yeah. I forgot to tell you that. I, I completely. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're, but when, when it happens, you're like, oh, fuck. Of course. Of course. Yeah. That completely makes sense. This, this dickhead would do this. Yeah. So like all that stuff, like some some Star Wars movies, well, some movies in general, they're, they're the, these uh, think you know things that the the these plot devices where it's like well we just need something to happen so we're just gonna throw this shit yeah. in out of nowhere but everything so far fits it, like a puzzle exactly so I you know I've I've heard some writers say that the best stories are ones with simple plots but complex characters mm-hmm. and I think I think you can have a like House of the Dragon a little bit more complex plot than Andor a lot of moving parts and machinations or whatever but. I think the plot in Andor is simple but solid and it makes sense and like keeps you invested. Like every, at the end of every episode, I'm like, oh fuck, what's gonna happen next? So I don't know. I had low expectations for Andor because as as I mentioned off the top, not a Star Wars guy, and I was just blown away by how good this was. Very good. Um do you have anything else you want to add to the episode? We're already over an hour long. Nah. Um, just really quickly uh, from me, from Armando, uh, again, we're not going to do an episode next week because I'll be out of town and I'll be in Utah for another week, blah, 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 blah. But I did get a chance to watch a full, complete, full, brand new comedy special on YouTube for free. And it's Ari Shafir's Jew. Highly, highly, highly recommend it. I was laughing from fucking end to end. And this is me being uh, Armando, partially COVID sick Armando. It lightened my mood. It brought my spirits up. Very funny shit. And I learned a lot of stuff about uh, the Jewish re- religion, culture, or religion, if you want. Um, were you, you going to say race or religion? Because apparently it's both. both. <laughs> yeah, it's both. Um, I learned a lot, but he does a good job of of uh, of, of, of adding it, of making it funny, making it comic. Did he explain to you what, what Orthodox Jews are? Yes. And he goes into all this Ashkenazi and all the other stuff that you'd mentioned to me before that I kind of like. And he just he just he just illustrates it with different a paint different paintbrush. So it's funny. Watch it. It's about an hour and a half long. It's free on YouTube. So, so go watch so it. Amanda, just for context for you, the the part of my family that was mostly like killed in, in World War Two, they would have been Ashkenazi. Yeah, you've mentioned it before. Yeah, uh, but. Uh, that's it for me, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Thanks for hanging in there for not, you know, us not being around for a couple weeks. Sorry I got COVID, my oh, bad. Oh, wait. You know what? I do have one thing. Real okay, quick. sure. J- just a YouTube channel. If you haven't seen it, uh, go check out Harry Mack. I was blown away. The guy the guy just does, like, freestyle raps, and he's the best I've ever seen by good measure. It was pretty nuts. So if you're looking for a YouTube channel to check out, it's just Harry Mack. Very good. Um, see you guys in another game. Sorry, we're, we're going to miss out an episode on November 13th, but we'll see you hopefully, if, unless one of us gets sick, on November 20th. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Hey, everyone. Mondo here. I just want to take the time to say on behalf of myself and Aaron that we appreciate everyone who's taken the time to listen to our podcast. We know there's hundreds of thousands of podcasts to choose from, but you took some time out of your day to listen to us ramble on. Please share our podcast, like and subscribe, follow us on all our social media platforms and all that jazz. Whether you love us, hate us, agree with our opinions or disagree, we still love you.